Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. You will need eyes to see. Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is D Zone. And COVID Martins. I'm joking. I don't know if it's COVID guys. I'm joking. <laughs> we, <Jeremy>. all not. <laughs> we all ended up with some. Is yeah. everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Fitting, dude. <laughs> um, so, all right. We're doing a music episode, a uh, big episode. Uh, we're just doing a, uh, just a big album. My first time ever hearing it, uh, uh, the boys are are going to probably take most of the reins because uh, um, this is my first time. And luckily enough, these guys introduced me to this. But um, we're talking about, I think it's, um, hold on, I have a date here. Uh, is it 1997? Oh, I've got, I've got all the info right here. Yeah, um, this album came out September 21st, 1999. 1999, that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, it was the third, so it's The Fragile. It's the third studio album the third studio by album. Nine Inch Nails, yeah. Um, and uh, big album. Uh, th- th- these guys here have grown up with it, and for me, uh, I don't know where I was at. I've kind of feel a little like. Uh, well, no, I, I was kind of a later bloomer. Like I didn't oh, okay. hear this when it came out in '99. I didn't get into Nine Inch Nails until after uh, with Teeth album came out. I think that was 2006. Oh, you know, with the oh, okay. um, the hand that feeds on there, or whatever. That's when I really got into them, and that's when I went and saw them live, and then that's kind of when I went down the downward spiral. I I 100% listened to them in probably started listening to them in 2000 I want to say yeah and Uh, I heard of them but I didn't get into it until that album uh, yeah this was uh this was they were releasing this at the same time that I was starting to get into it and holy shit uh even discussing this is, is, is something we said earlier is you kind of you kind of need to be in the right headspace to listen to this album. Uh, <laughs> I agree. And knowing that we we're going to review it, I'm like, uh, okay, what? Let's pick a day of the week. I want to be depressed all fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> However, in a good way, it is a release. You know, it, it does. Oh, I, yeah, I, mean, it, I feel like very, it's, it's I think it's down. very inspirational, in my opinion. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think it's a masterpiece. I think this and um, downward spiral are kind of great albums that deal with addiction kind of going through it all and how fucking you know painful and lonely and god apparently just awful it is for 
anyone doing all that shit because this album is just so dark and so deep, you know. Oh, it's man. like the thirteenth. It's like thirteenth step to the Perfect Circle album, but that one like has like softer sounding music, but it's still like mm-hmm. really heavy material about addiction and shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. This cuts deep on so many fronts, and there's moments of just pure bliss and beauty in it too, uh, where it's not just you know fuck your ears up with this crazy loud shit. There's French women talking while light piano plays into right. a ukulele is very often used throughout the album. It's it's a very it makes it feel like it's and, a concept album. Uh, through, xylophone, right? Is, is that xylophone? xylophone used too? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah, I think so. I believe it, dude. Trent At Rice least it sounds like it. Out, I mean, hey, yeah, I he'll know. bust out every fucking instrument, dude. And he feels like, or even like pianos that are out of tune. It seems like. Yes. <laughs> I agree with this. Yes. I agree with that. I, I want to mention one thing before we really get into to, uh, getting deep this episode. Just a, a, a one-off thing. Um, if anybody's got Shutter, I just watched uh, the Guar documentary. What? Um, There's a Guar the, documentary. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. came out. It's called like the the nastiest band in the world or whatever. But <laughs> uh, if anybody can ch- can get that, uh, it's like two hours long. It's fucking amazing. So I'll watch all of that, dude. It's all it's it's like heartbreaking. It's inspirational. It's awesome. So if I can watch <sighs> that fucking Guar doc, it's it's killer as fuck. It's great. And they have most of everybody in the fucking documentary too, which is really great. I guess so, it covers Dave Brocky and all the shit that happened to him. Yeah, a lot and, of Dave, yeah, lots of Dave Brocky stuff. A lot of, a lot of Dave Brocky VHS footage too, which I've never oh, seen before. So yeah, nice. Going absolutely insane and then talking about how he would take liquid acid and drop it in his fucking eyeballs and like lose his <laughs> life. He'd lose three days. <laughs> it's, it's incredible, but yeah. yeah. But, uh, anybody can check, get a chance to watch? You know, we're talking about Nine Inch Nails, which is a very inspirational band and very prolific band. I'd say Guar is is just that. In a different way, so yeah, sure. yeah, different different style, but had oh, way different yeah. style. Very punk, but also if you're into punk, but also Very unique and different artists, for sure. yeah, unique and, and and man, they go through a lot of stuff. Grammy, yeah. get, get nominated for a Grammy. I had no idea. I forgot Holy about shit. That. I didn't know that. First <laughs> album fuck. got nominated for a Grammy. That's that? wild. And I always think about like Slayer got. I think Slayer got nominated or won the Grammy for God Hates Us All. Think about that. <laughs> oh, man, that's insane. Okay. <laughs> it always yeah. reminds me like when Danny Carey and I think Adam Jones accepted the Grammy for um, Tool in 2001. He was like, I would just like to thank Satan. <laughs> <laughs> the oh, this was had- back in the day where the housewives were fucking really getting after media, dude. Dude. <laughs> the guys, uh, the, the, they went to um, the uh, Grammys, asked them not to show up in their costumes. Of course, they did it. But <laughs> man, some of those dudes have some crazy stories when they uh, when they came back. When they put they, went, they left, they, they went, put the tuxedos on, tuxedos on, and shit, and came back and did the after party. Man, some fucking weird shit happened after party, man. <laughs> oh, I bet, incredible. dude. As wild as their shows were, I'm a hundred percent sure that the fucking yeah, Amazing. it's got to be nuts. You're literally on yeah, stage if with it's your a after out. party. I, yeah, I expect like blood and madness and fucking all. You know, basically <laughs> an, an entire show probably. Well, no, yeah, they were but... they were in tuxedos and they're like this like this doing weird shit. Like you gotta yeah, that's exactly what I'd expect. Yeah, <laughs> with light hors d'oeuvres and fucking <laughs> right. The, the, all um, the Hollywood elites up there. Uh, one of the girls, one of the girls in the band who's just sort of a dancer. Um, she did some backup vocals and stuff, but uh, she had. Um, uh, George Clinton, uh, she put a, a, a raw banana between her legs, and George Clinton ate the banana between her legs. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that Fuck is yeah, yeah, let's, uh, 
Yeah, um, dude, I, I, I wanted to say something real fast. Apparently, I was just reading kind of about, like, the creation of the album or whatever. And, like, over a year before the album's release, Reznor suggests in what is presumed to be a misleading faction that the album would be irritating to people because it's not traditional Nine Inch Nails. think it's the most ridiculous music you could ever imagine with nursery rhymes over the top of it. Just a bunch <laughs> of pop songs. And so, he, and like, he released, like, these two, like, shitty versions, like, that got leaked out and people were worried, basically, that it was like, what the fuck? Nine Inch Nails is, like, selling out or whatever. <laughs> wow. So I thought that was funny. <clears throat> I think this is when they really did fall into their sound. Um, yeah. They embraced the sound for a long time. And I still think Trent Reznor, almost anything he comes out with, he's still 10, 15 years ahead of his time. Uh, yeah, for sure. People don't figure out uh, – I mean, they they have now, of course, figured out the algorithm of the, the type of music he makes and what it is. Um, and I think as soon as people started figuring it out, he just goes in a completely different direction, starts doing soundtracks. Uh, the guys. The guy's absolutely fucking brilliant. I mean, he got his start being a janitor for a, a studio, I think. Yeah. And Mike was recording demos. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, that's correct. And overnight, uh, I, I haven't looked up this up recently. It's just something I knew. But overnight would just, yeah, take his time to fucking go in and there. And work on his demo. Games. He worked on Pretty Hate Machine. <laughs> right, that, that's, <laughs> on that's free where, time, on the company dime, baby. <laughs> that, that's where I was going to say, uh, that that was the album that I heard from Danny Snails. Now, I didn't hear really, I didn't really hear, I didn't hear this album or the album before uh, uh, Pretty uh, uh, Pretty Hate Machine, the Downward Spiral. I didn't hear any of that stuff. Um, I think uh, it was just like Pretty Hate Machine um, and then, um, you know, a couple songs in the radio or whatever, your classic yeah. stuff. Uh, like, but, I mean, like, I remember seeing the closer video back in the day, of course. Oh, yeah. Like, well, what the <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. is this? You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Uh, or like, yeah. Uh, um, what's it? Um, and that's Downward Spiral. Yeah. What's the, oh, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, pigs on, what's the, uh, I forget the song, but the, the parade. March of the Pigs. March of the Pigs. I remember yeah, that video yeah. big time back in the uh, Beast and Pigs. That was a song. Yes, yes. Great song. <laughs> um, but I, for me, I, 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 did, I did a little bit of, uh, not research, like your typical research, but more research inside of my brain, like sort of like, what I was listening to at the time. And I don't really know why I wasn't listening to more Nine Inch Nails because uh, at the time my uncle had introduced me to um, uh, 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 ministry. And so ministry was a big, oh. big, big industrial band. And, and, you know, it, it was a, it was sort of this sort of a similar sort of situation. Well, Trent Reznor will say that I, ministry of course is the start of that entire genre. So that, that is like industrial is created by ministry. Right. Yeah, well, that was a big thing. I remember a big thing for me was uh, my uncle giving me um, in the late in the land of rape and honey, and mm -hmm. uh, giving me Psalm sixty nine, oh, uh, yeah. and uh, giving me filth pig, and it was those those are some big you know uh, big albums. Kind of, totally blew my fucking mind, man. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I told Mike this like month like like weeks ago now, but I I started listening to this album on a run, and I was like. How the fuck did I never listen to this album before? <laughs> I, had, I had this girl who I was like super in love with, and she was a big Nine Snail fan. Oh. And she was always like, she was always like trying to give me like Nine Snails. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty cool, but like I was more like into like the whole heavy metal thing. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. And then you know, I start listening to this album. Like this would be completely up my alley. And yeah, I right. fucked myself like decades ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this could have never helped you cope, dude. It's always twenty twenty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's prime coping music, dude. Like anything that's wrong with life, you could fucking figure it out through this album for sure. Mm -hmm. And through a lot of his material. And and oh, yeah. I, when With Teeth came out too, that was just such a and Year Zero is 
it's such a futuristic sounding record. But yeah, on on the point of the fragile, this for me was yeah, like the point in high school where you're a fucking hormonal dweeb that's trying to <laughs> navigate the traumas of fucking dating people and, and you know and getting cheated on and cheating on that. <laughs> you know, all the stupid shit that happens all the with first teenage heart- heartaches. Oh yeah, dude, with teenage love and all that. And this album was fucking Oh boy, did it feed right into so much of that? Right, I can hear it. I, 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 I see it. Like that's why I'm like, I'm like, man, this album. I should have had this, this album in my brain a long time ago, and I, I'm, I wish I would have had it because I think it would help a lot with coping. And never had oh, it. Yeah. Now I listen to it now with all the. I can, you know, iTunes has that thing where you can select like lyrics and you can watch the lyrics as the as the song actually plays through, which is a really nice sort of addition to iTunes. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, like, yeah, this. This would have been my thing, and it still is my thing, and because I, I can really reconnect with my old self and the, all the breakups and toxic relationships and shit like that back in the day, and yeah, Reznor is definitely speaking for us. Yes, <laughs> those, those really toxic fucking, you know, yeah. really damning relationships. Tap, in, tap into that teenage angst kind of mind because his, mm. his lyrics are very straightforward, but they are like really, you know, um, uh, thought provoking. Oh, I agree. Like, but they his are. delivery is very straightforward. I like it. It is, and I, I think the the music itself is much more complex than his lyrics, uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you're especially when you're at that age, and you know, you're that emotional about a lot of things, you can find a way to wrap a song around what's going on in your life, despite what the original meaning of it is. And I'm sure I right. did that. For and he's most also of these like songs. in the throes of crystal meth, direct, uh, you know, addiction too. Oh yeah! Oh, wow! Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was doing a lot of that shit. Then we can we can thank we can thank crystal meth for this album, probably, dude. <laughs> it's not all bad, folks. It's not all bad. It, it feels like less. Less like hyper than the downward spiral does. Hyper is like really fast paced, kind of more yeah. beats, you know. This one fe- feels mellowed out rhythm rhythmically, but it still has incredible soundscapes and atmospheres and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I agree. This is a very atmospheric album, big time. Yeah, let's let's get into it. What's uh, what's what is oh, track? Yeah. Oh shit, I just had that pulled up too. Hang I on, got it, pal. I got a, oh, I got yeah. the whole album downloaded Someone... on my phone. So if you guys need we need to play some tracks, I got it right here. Yeah, let's oh, do I got it. it. Let's do like we normally yeah. do. We'll just say the song and play a little piece and then, you know, go from there, I think. Yeah. Do, do the five-second thing, Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to play the first song. This is uh, Somewhat Damaged. guys uh tell me how you feel about this song <laughs> go, ahead. go ahead chris so this for me was a 100 prime i mean a song any song that's in three force and then switches to four force like halfway through i'm like dude yes agreed but then to do it to where it sounds like there's even other random timings of everything happening in the background fucking sick the purpose of and lyrically the meaning behind the song 
or what I what I gather from it, the it's of course being fucking betrayed by somebody you look up to, right? Yeah. But boy, as a kid, did I take this song and the, where the fuck were you and all this shit that goes <laughs> goes crashing down at the end. Boy, did I not feed that directly into relationship issues. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. Yeah. This song bangs fucking hard, dude. Bangs is, hard. It's yes. a case with every fucking song on this album. So, yeah. Starting this off, we were just talking while the song was playing in the background. Of the, it's it's dun, 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 on what sounds like a complete fucked off, untuned instrument. It's <laughs> not gated at all, so it's like fucking buzzing. Everything's fucking wrong with it, and then it just keeps piling shit on top. Yeah, you like get the, the drum that comes. It's like a do 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 yeah. do do do, and that just kind of builds everything yeah. from there. And you got the Terminator hitting at one point. I love that. Like Trent coming with the real shit, dude. In these lyrics, you know, broken, bruised, forgotten, sore, too fucked up to care anymore. Poison my rot, poison, poison to my rotten core, too fucked up to care anymore. It's like, yeah, terrible, hole, exquisite red, fuck the fuck the rest, and stab it dead. Like these are these are like metal fucking lyrics, dude, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I agree, they're very metal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, brutal and like you know, like really kind of um, like just invasive, like it's like cutting to my core. <laughs> well, on the on the on the, like uh, on the called out at Trent, and you could go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> on the cutting room floor, they were they were going to axe a lot of the lyrics in this song. Uh, I was reading up about that they have a ton of unused music for the specific song, and Trent's writing process is like the last thing you do after you're done writing songs. Consider rewriting most of it, basically. Interesting. Right. Yes. Interesting. And what you end and see, up. See, I don't with... really like that very. I mean, at least not for me. For me, it's usually I better hate, to kind of. I hate like. Well, that. I'll like I'll record it and then maybe go back and change certain things. Or you know, okay, maybe I need a pre-course here, some shit like that. But I wouldn't like. I don't like to go back and rewrite everything. I don't think that's no. That's no, just it was, my, that was the curse. For me. That was yeah. That was the curse of headlights and water. Is that we fucking kept going back to the rewrites, 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 and it's just like which, well, it should just be moved on to new songs if they're looking to change the sound of something, really. And I'm not going to argue with the brain of fucking Trent Reznor, uh, right? And, and how he produces music or system he has. But if he could rewrite something on meth in fucking ten minutes, they <laughs> you'd blast. I mean, it maybe out. that's what it was. I mean, whenever you, oh, yeah, whenever you the, got that shit pumping through your fucking system, yeah, it's like it's the meth. <laughs> you know, you're writing songs like like full private productions in like thirty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, hundred miles per hour the whole fucking time, man. Just gotta be a perfectionist, man. Just keep yeah. writing, writing, writing over and over and over again. It must be noted also, I guess, around this time he was friends with Marilyn Manson, and they. Uh, I know I was reading a long time oh, ago. He like basically get, get he basically gave Manson his start, right? Brought him like yeah. on tour, and that's how Manson yeah. got like really famous. Yeah, uh, and they they loved hanging around New Orleans all the time. This gotcha. was recorded in New Orleans. This is like uh right over like two years or something. It's crazy. Yeah, two and, years. I didn't read that. Yeah, wow. okay. wild. Yeah, because uh, that's where you got your first number ninety seven at. That's when they started recording. So for two years, they're here till ninety nine. And uh, yeah, dude, like that's an easy place to find access to any fucking crazy thing you need and a place that wildly accepts being as crazy as you fucking want to be. So yeah. him oh, and yeah. Manson fucking <laughs> extend perfectly, dude, like living out there, you know, every dream they could possibly fucking have. No one's going to hold you back and, there. And nightmare so. for some others involved in those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh, true. <laughs> Even the stuff he admitted to in his own book, uh, Manson's at least, it's fucking harrowing, dude. That really? would come back to bite in the ass now. Yeah, about 
basically kidnapping people or keeping them slaves, girls that are on oh, yeah, tour. Like, and uh, well, I didn't realize. Well, it makes sense, but yes. Yeah, Evan Rachel Woods got this th- uh, thing. Oh, she yeah. him right now. Oh yeah, with good reason. From what I mean, like, dude, this guy openly admitted it in his autobiography. Back, like, I mean, like. And I'm not saying in the fact that I'm not surprised as in like she should be, you know, victimized or anything. Yeah. I'm saying it's because like this guy has always told you who he was. Just nobody wanted to listen, you know, until yeah. later. Yeah. What's yeah. funny is he would always talk about Reznor as like a, a kind of a dork who didn't join in in a lot of the games that him and Twiggy would and shit. Right. So it makes a lot of sense to me. And, yeah. and a.k.a. Oh, Twiggy, being some he, he got, sensible. Yeah, was, that oh, guy's Twiggy. psycho, too. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> No, no, I was just saying that guy's fucking crazy too. He got hit with a bunch of allegations as well. Oh yeah, dude. I think he got uh what I can't remember what sort of abuse, but there's 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 a fucking whole laundry list behind him too. Yeah. And again, no one is surprised by it. Or you shouldn't be. Yeah. Like these guys are no. openly being fucking animals. But Reznor was <laughs> yeah. good to like distance himself from some of yeah, the crazier Reznor shit. Reznor was really doing. about the music more than anything else. Right. Right. At the uh, end of the day. Yeah, by the end of the day, you know, I was well. When I listened to this album uh, for the first time, well, maybe the second time actually, I was kind of, I was like, uh, I love like, I love Crow, the Crow score from Graham Revelle, oh, but like, yeah, Trent Reznor, Nine Nails should have did that fucking score. Yeah, like, it's, oh it's yeah, this, like the fragile is like you could just you can actually re-edit <laughs> it and put this whole score to it. It works perfectly fine in my <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. Absolutely, dude. It all works. It's it all fits. sad. It, it's it's all about sort of like quasi sort of retribution and sadness and sort of uh uh, uh sort of keeping a, a sort of a sort of love alive even if you know maybe like eric and and shelly were were way better together than Trent <laughs> was with whatever girl he was with at the time who broke his heart or or his father or whatever but like that this album just works so well with that movie i would love right. to see I we edit that shit together be awesome absolutely <clears throat> absolutely dude agreed hell yeah. move on yeah, let's yeah, do it, yeah. man. I, I wanted to say at the end of the song is like once again, this is another one of those albums that just flows perfectly into each song and has a really cool intro oh. into it, and then yes. it leads into the day of the world went away, which is one of my favorites on the album. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's so many it's, it's, like like Tron would say, bangers all around, baby. Right. So I, I mean, it's it's hard for me. Like I, I have my favorite one, and I'll tell you guys when we get to it. But I mean, this is there's so many great fucking songs in this fucking album. Oh yeah, I was blown. Mine was this might have been this this album might have might as well have been from like 2022 for me. It was brand new. I was like, wow, it just blew my mind. But um, I mean, yeah, it well, sounds like it could come out now and still. Be I, just, I agree. Yes, you know, what yes, I mean? it could. It has not aged at all. No, not at all. For this to be a 23, it's going to hit a 25th anniversary here, extremely that's soon crazy. in the next year or two. Jesus Christ! Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's fucking wild. Next two years, it's going to hit a 25th anniversary, and it still holds up perfectly. <laughs> Better start saving money now for the vinyl reissue. <laughs> I do have the original, man. I yeah, that would be a that's the oh, move. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the day the world went away.
this is one of my favorites on the album as well, The Day the World Went Away. There's so many incredible layers built to this. And I know we're going to be saying that a thousand times on yeah. this fucking album. <laughs> and just just on the first side alone, you know what I mean? And it's just, it, you know, I was saying during the break, it also reminds me of random trailers because it's been used in so many now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. But yeah, this is just such an incredible song. And I heard this live the first time I saw him, and it was unfucking believable, oh, man. Just, God, they're live performances. Yeah, I, I saw I saw Queens of the Stone Age open for them in 2006. Yeah, on the With Teeth tour. And then I saw Nine Inch Nails with Jane's Addiction on the Ninja tour. Um and uh they played Dark. Oh, what's the what's the song from fucking The Crow? Can't remember the uh, Lost Souls, Dark Souls, Lost Souls. or Lost, Lost Souls. Souls, yeah, yeah, Lost Souls, you, yeah. yeah. Um, it was just incredible, man. And and this this song is one of my favorites, and always will be. It's just like so haunting. But I do have one major critique. I hate all the fucking na na na's at the end. It's like, what is this a Beatles song? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's, it works for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> they they do drag it out to all hell. Uh, but it sounds fucking phenomenal, dude. And it doesn't. The music is incredible. Oh, it's insane. Oh, I agree. They, Drop Z fucking bass they're using, like the lowest fucking tones you'd ever heard to come out of a bass. Go, 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 you know, like sounds like you're hitting a sledgehammer up against the wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> the like, like, you're slinky, like the loosest fucking tune, man. Oh, yeah, you can just hear the chunk thing, in there <clears throat> with just light plinking over it. Of like, again, I think it sounds like a ukulele, but I'm probably completely wrong. Mike, you brought up it's probably a synth, which. Of course. Well, no, no. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you never fucking know. They could be using a ukulele and, you know, making it sound like that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> With the light, <laughs> yeah, that light plinking sound they use is that bloom, 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 bloom. Like barely over. Right. There's so much. This, the, it's so well produced and so layered, like it was said earlier, that I didn't realize how much is going on until you have a good set of headphones. Ooh, and yeah. Cans, I spent. Hands on, yeah. I spent, and I'm not joking, every day listening to this album. Like, even when I was up in Canada visiting my grandma, and they had a badass little stereo system with a set of headphones. Mm, and, nice. yeah. And so I brought my CDs up there, and I fucking put it in and put on the headphones and laid on the carpet every day and listened to both uh, discs, like, religiously. Like, and because you kept discovering something new every single time you'd listen to it. It's insane how much is in there that you don't even realize. There's, you know, instruments he's using. It's, it could be fucking anything. It could all be since I know at some point he uses a fucking straw as an instrument. Really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, we'll yeah, get to that. Like, song. I'm going to snort this line of meth and then I'm going <laughs> to. Yeah. I'm going to make some. I'm going to somehow get this fucking recorded on the album. <laughs> <laughs> what is that he drug binge at like 4 a.m.? <laughs> That's probably true. Yes. What is he trying to wait? I think this was actually one of the solo uh, singles for this album. Was it? Am I crazy? Well, I'm was, sorry. Oh, yeah. No, this... no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was too. Yeah. I'm on their Wikipedia page. Um, yeah, singles were, yes, it was the first single. Released okay. July 20th, 1999. Oh, wow. And then wow. the, the other singles were Wearing This Together and Into the Void. Ah, fucking beautiful. Their use of background noise and just ambience. This was, this. it was so big for me that, like, the use of ambience in fucking music. This opened my eyes completely up to proper ambience usage in, in an album. And having a continuous theme of just a run of music that they keep coming back to, like, yeah. 
And also wild that they had three singles. Like all these things. Oh yeah. I mean, I just like it's bangers all around. But I get yeah. I get it. Like you can't hit them all, you know, get you can't you gotta you gotta have them coming in. You gotta, you gotta get them coming in. So yeah, I get that. And probably Man. even then there probably still wasn't a whole lot of stations that were playing music that sounded like this, even because like oh. this isn't really probably wasn't really considered rock necessarily either. Mm-hmm. But I mean I know it was wild don't and popular. It, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not yeah. like trying to demean, I don't want Get a fucking cease and desist from Mr. Reznor himself. <laughs> <laughs> same team, man. Same team. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah, I love it. Kind of like a Josh Home solo, like uh, sort of like a solo back there, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. 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 yeah, when you said that, I was like, holy shit, that is like spot on, man. I never holy put fuck. that together until you said that. And you're right. Like that uh, ultra fuzzy, like blown out PV amp sound that fucking Josh has that. Yeah. Uh, as far as the guitar truck goes. Yeah, dude, that's fucking right on. Like Even when like the, the, the main part like stops, I kind of feel like 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 that, that ukulele <laughs> playing like that sort of like that thing he that, that rhythm that josh o- josh home only has you can kind of see it happening too in this song but it, it i want it but i mean it's where it, go, where it goes is fucking <laughs> yeah. fantastic anyway but yeah it's, it's it's classy man it's classy for sure yeah 100 love the song great song man good vibes and, and oh, terrible guess, vibes, actually, but that's yeah, right. <laughs> terrible the day the whole world went away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, opposite of good vibes, but makes me feel good listening to it. I yeah, I, I'm having a great time. No, no I love. I man, you know, I am too. I play this shit on the beach, man. So everybody's digging it. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, so we're gonna jump into the uh, frail. The frail. You ready? So this is an instrumental song, but not much needs to be said. Uh, he uses says everything this, you need to say. Everything you need right there. It's yeah. beautiful. Uh, he uses this song usually live to lead into the wretched. Uh, it's just Which, a I mean, to me, they feel like a full song together. It's like a parable parabola kind of thing almost. Ooh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just I, it's, com- such, it's just yeah. such a smooth transition. <laughs> yes. And I, it's, it's very simple on piano. And... I still was not able to play it. <laughs> I like to pretend <laughs> I could, and I tried to learn to. It's remembering it those notes because he does he does subtle changes that even I don't ex- like. 
you know, we you just wouldn't think it's just like, like slight off notes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, There's yeah. a little dissonance to it. The heart of it's uh, G minor, but like you said at the start of it, it's like some of it sounds like it's just slightly off, fucking like an untuned yeah. piano. <clears throat> Something's off, and it sounds amazing. And then it goes into like the synthesized pad voices of the uh, <laughs> and the layer, 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 layer. Dun 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 dun. It. Yeah, into the next. Ah, oh, god damn it. I love this. Yeah, it's so heavy. Oh, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Nice, oh, yeah. simple. And th- God damn, do they know how to do instrumental songs and do it justice? Like they, they do so good there's at writing a, instrumental songs. There are several on here uh, that we're going to talk about, but man, there's some pretty fucking incredible instrumental songs on here, man. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. But like, like, he's, like you guys both said before, um, even not even just, just this album, but like on other albums and bands that we talked about before who just can do something that incredible with no words and let the instruments speak for themselves, man. And fucking nice nails can do them in, in a way where it's not complicated. It mm-hmm. doesn't take like, you know, fucking years of whatever to right. jam, be a jam band, but like this, this band who can just really no wonder he's writing so many soundtracks now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <dude. laughs> exactly. i agree yeah him and anakis rock man they're fucking great man. ghost was like the first like really thing i was like whoa like i could i could hear it oh, you know like oh, yes. i could really see it like cinematically you know i was picturing things while listening to that album because i mean it's just all sound yeah i think i love it i love ghosts oh me too me too for me it's background uh i use it a lot when i'm working it's like or yeah, just like a general background. It's land, like it's soundscape music, and it's fucking brilliant. And he's Playing amazing, incredible. On. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's perfect for the background, and it just it like gets you. I don't know, it gets your brain kind of fucking kicked off. There's something great about it, but again, I always still still think he's 10, 15 years ahead of everybody else. And I definitely think it's. I, th- I think it's um uh definitely like a a uh, it's weird to say, but it it definitely pumps me up. Mm-hmm. I, it, it gives me some sort of like really uh, great vibe. Like, like I know it's sad, but like, you know, we, we've, a lot of us have gone through this shit before. And I think it's one of the greatest things that uh, Trent has given us all these years later, this sort of like, I've been here before. And I hope that you understand that I've been here before too. And not every time I have to, I have to sing on a fucking a track just here through my voice, through my, my, my playing my instruments and it's just like, and I felt that, you know, I've never heard this, this. This is the first time I've heard this album. I've listened to this album like six or eight times. And it's like, hell yeah, man. it's very, very personable. Uh, yeah, I listened I, to I, it I just, twice again today. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're in a good place, buddy, because holy fuck. <laughs> I feel great. I, I feel awesome. I, I, I really do. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, it's, it's a really great track and it, it, it really moves you, man. Like it just, it gives you, it's weird. Like it really gives me like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm inspired I yeah it's inspirational it. for sure and, and like you know and cathartic um like the next song the wretched like those that's one of my favorites on the album because of the oh. lyrics Mus- musically it's it's it it's fucking really crazy sounding to me but the lyrics especially are really good insane. I, I agree well let's get into let's get into the wretched then
so yeah, this is hands down probably my top three on the album easily on the whole on um, both left and right sides. And the music's just so fucking powerful, but the lyrics in this one are really what got me through a lot of like really, really shitty dark times. And it's it's really, you know, he's like, hey, you know, now you've become one of us. You're one of the wretches. You're kind of down there. Now you see what it's what it fucking feels like. Like, yeah, one, mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh, parts of the lyrics. I'm just going to read it real fast. The uh, the clouds will part and this uh, the sky cracks open. God himself will reach his fucking arm through just to push you down, just to hold you down, stuck mm. in this hole with the shit and the piss. And it's hard to believe we could come down to this back at the beginning, sinking and spinning. It's like I think oh. he's back in the downward spiral again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then in the end, we still pretend the time we spend not knowing when you're finally free and you could be, you know, but it didn't turn out the way you wanted it to. Bitch. It <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And it's just such such a powerful fucking song, man. Oh, dude, yeah, it is fucking. This this one is you can't write a song like this unless you're coming from a place of being fucking low, yeah, like just exactly. down on yourself, dude. Yeah, it. He does it so well, and he expresses it perfectly in this fucking song. And did the visceral sound of just the clouds will part and sky cracks open, and God is all the reaches aren't like that. Just sounds like just exactly that well, it sounds like, like the savior coming at first the way he's leading into it and it's like just to push you back down just to yeah. hold you down yeah like, man oh. <laughs> just like oh, yeah, nothing reality. good can happen. yeah God, <laughs> damn dude yeah, in Such the end th- we will pretend the time we spend not knowing when you're finally free and you could be yeah it's a uh, powerful shit yeah, I, I completely agree, man. One of my favorites of really of all time. I love, love, love this song. And man, like I said, I got into this whenever I got this was probably 2005 or six, whenever With Teeth came out. And then I kind of went backwards and really got into more because I just associated them with like um, closer and the downward spiral, which I yeah. liked, but it wasn't really what sure. I was into. Then I was in more, like, more the cool sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, like I love it. It's it, it's just so fucking powerful. Yeah, dude, completely agreed. Fucking insane song. Another just insane song, one after another. I can't remember exactly how the outro. Oh, yeah, you can try to stop it, but it keeps on coming. And it just cuts off. Yeah, that's right. And then the. Yeah, okay. It's soft, like violin sounds, which builds up, dude. Ah, god damn it. They just, the way they tie every song into one another is insane. So well done. I agree, man. The whole album sure. is just a, it's a perfect atmospheric soundscape and everything about it is just so well constructed, you know? Yeah. And coming up next, we have another single. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to get into uh, We're In This Together. I've become impossible.
like I said, here's another single from them. Uh, Trent Reznor had opinions about this song because he felt like it was obviously going to be the like the hit song off of this record. So he tried to bury it initially and put it towards the end of the album because <laughs> uh, yeah. he hates doing that. And he also believes that this is the worst, the most poorly mixed and poorly finished Polish song that's on the album. Wow. But really? boy, Damn. does it hit. And uh, sounds good to my he, ears. No, yeah, it sounds no, fantastic. Mine are feeble ears, though, Trent. They're feeble ears. <laughs> <laughs> Tis but peasant ears, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, this motherfucker, man. Uh, he, he talked a little bit about how he re-recorded the vocal track a hundred times. And at the end of the you studio. You gotta hear that. Sorry, yeah. Good. Well, no, yeah, absolutely. That's that's where it's getting at. Uh, he listened to all of me. He's like, fuck, the very last one I did, my voice was out of tune. And literally, he's, his voice was cracking and breaking up. And he's like, okay, well, that's the one I need to use. He's like, it adds to the desperation of this song. Done. Yes, it does. Can yeah. it? And send it up. And then, I mean, like, you know, we're in this together now. It's like, I, I have to finish this. Like, this is still my baby. You're still my song. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, that, that frustration and agony was probably pushed into that, too. And I always yeah. thought the whole delivery of the opening. I've become... Silence. Impossible. The very first time I heard that, we were stoned as fuck. I was probably like, I don't know, 18, 17, 18 at this point. And... Uh, we're riding my friend's car, and I just did. I, did, I don't know what he was going to say, but I did not think impossible was going to be the next word, so I laughed out loud. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there must have been many times that my father must have heard a 15 year old me singing that upstairs and just fucking sighed. And, and, and he's like, yeah, God, you're telling me, kid. Not understanding the, <laughs> my like, parents, too. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's happened at some point. Like, yeah, your life is so hard, dude. <laughs> All yeah. those bills. Oh, shit, like, you little devil. <laughs> but yeah dude this song was fucking uh it's just so incredible and actually it was made from an ending of another song i can't remember which one it was but uh it, they liked the part so much or trent did that he's like let's just make a whole fucking song around this and then write parts around this and just took it out of the other song so i love it when stories like that happen and that turns out to be the hit of the album it's you know right. as far as i, I the hit of the album thing for me is kind of bullshit, but as far as what you know, yeah. general is concerned, that's that's what I know because singles are so cherry picked. You know, I get that, and I'm I've always been a more proponent of kind of listening to albums as a whole. And I know I'm sure Trent's probably one of those people uh -huh. too. Yeah, we're, we're a <laughs> rare sure. breed. We're a rare breed because I'm like I'm always more like I should listen to the whole album. But it no, bugs no, me no, when I, I listen I to a song do, in the middle of an album. You off like a this. single. Yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't. It's it's just not fair. Uh, no. And when I hear a song out of the middle of an album like this, that's like, fuck, I have to go listen to the whole thing. And I can't. I can't not, exactly. dude. It's yeah, just so good. I heard, I heard some of the new Black um, um, Keys album. It, or it surprised me how good it was. Really? <laughs> really I'm surprised it. you said that. I really yes. liked I really like, well, I really like Turn Blue. I know a lot of people kind of had mixed feelings on that, but I thought there was a lot of cool shit on there. And um, I did that shit, album was man. like, Matt. That was yeah oh yeah I, I like the majority of their stuff but that album was huge so like this next album coming out will had like uh, a lot of I guess pressure riding on it and I I thought it's actually been pretty good so far. You see some bands that can pull it off, man. MGMT did it when they yeah. had the pressure on them. They put out an album that their general public fucking hated, but it's one of the most brilliant fucking 
with congratulations well, no and everything on yeah, it. Yeah, no like one's that. gonna love that. No one's gonna love MGMT as much as they love that first album. So right, yeah, that's for and sure. Then, and the, basically, they made the whole album after that being reflective on how they are just a passing phase. And, and yes, uh, that you know that people are into it for this fucking like it's very self reflective in a way I hadn't seen another band do. So I do respect yeah. for that. I yeah. agree. Especially yeah. with, well, it's it's weird. I feel bad about that because like that that first album is like it's full of bangers. Oh, it's a great album. Man. It's like yeah. these guys aren't just some sort of flash of the pan fucking band. It's good. Yeah. This is a good band. Oh, really no, they, good have, band. they have several great albums. They really do. Yeah. Now Definitely. I, I wanted to ask you guys about this. How do you okay. guys feel about like Trent Reznor's like? We haven't got there yet, but let's sort of like he does this in a couple songs, but like he does this sort of like rap thing. And he has this sort of like. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you wanted it to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to ask you because I was like, I was like, is this sort of like a beatnik goths? <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> I think it's because he kind of writes, you know, weird beats that are, you know, in off timings, yeah. and you kind of have to to follow that. It's more of like it, you know, like you have to to hit it on those notes. Yeah. <laughs> Impossible. <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I was, I was, uh, there's a there's a, a song on this album. Where I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm not, I, there's only one song here where I'm like, I'm not really feeling. It's like he's like, this is sort of like weird, like Trent Reznor kind of rap rock thing. And I'm like, I'm not really. Feeling I can't totally, wait to hear but... which one you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I could be wrong. I don't know. But I was like, like, I, and I love the man's voice. And I love the way I love his, his style. But like I, every once in a while, I'm like, how does it's just he has a, such an interesting singing style. It's not like anybody else's. It's, it's very it's different. So straightforward. Like I always say, it's 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 very simple, but his lyrics are very deep. Like there's a lot of thought put into it. Clearly, like a working know? man's sort of like a working man's thing, where he's just very straightforward and like I'm like coming across. I, yeah, I, I get the forever like 22 pissed off angry vibes from that voice. You know, I don't know why, <laughs> but but I mean it's a All polarizing right. like, and I, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I really don't. Of course, like he he really kind of tapped into that whole. Yeah, you know that whole goth and just really that that era where we don't really have any directions. This is pre nine eleven. We don't have a fucking war. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> right. that generation right. didn't really know where the fuck they were going until we made a war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at Lollapalooza, the forever war, <laughs> right? And maybe but over yeah, the Middle know. East as well. But you know, here or there. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there's there was a weird swath of just like angry suburban kids. You know, that oh. were teenagers that all were on the same fucking page as far as I was, I was one of those kids. And corn and all that as shit. A, well, yeah, like Lip Biscuit, Corn, Manson, you know, Mushroom Head, like yes. Mud Vein, that, that whole like, kind of era. Yeah, yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot, yeah. big, big one. Slipknot, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that just created an entire fucking, you know, this weird subculture of people that were super fucking angry at their parents' divorce or some shit. I, I think it's been <laughs> fucking, yeah. Could be I it. That yeah. was probably some of mine, but yeah, that was. It's like things that aren't really in the big scheme of life things and things to be that depressed or angry about. But God right. damn it, hormones going through puberty will fucking catch you, dude. Also, and now uh, you've got adult also, reasons to be depressed, and this music can help you through that too. <laughs> right, and also I think uh, right uh, gestures but, broadly at everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> I agree. Um, also, these guys were like what? These guys were uh, they came from like uh, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I, I doubt think, there's anything to do back then in Cleveland, yeah. Ohio, a small town. So I mean, that would that I guarantee it's another oh, thing where it's like, this, yeah, 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 for sure. Well, I think Nine Snails came from. Yeah, yeah, Nine Snails is Ohio, uh, and I think yeah, Slipknot was Iowa, right? 
Oh, Iowa. Yeah, sometimes Iowa, yeah. Right. yeah. Iowa's literally a field of fucking nothingness. Dude. Like, you have to you have to do anything you can to get out of there. Struggle for it. But farm, I, I, farm I think it's real. And I think that uh, what makes it, uh, another, like, um, we talked about before when we talked about, you know, no country for old men or whatever. But, like, I think the sort of uh, that place where you live really brings mm. out that the depression, the anger, the rage, uh, the, the self-destruction. Uh, Everything mm-hmm. it comes out in, into your music or into your movies, and it, it, and, it, and for some reason, a lot of these ba- a lot of the greatest bands come from a small town with nothing to do but fucking self deprecate and kill yourself because no one wants mm-hmm. to leave because they're so comfortable living in their small fucking town for the rest of their life because that's all they know. Yeah, yeah, and it's think- playing in fucking barns and and getting fucked up with your friends and then developing an opiate you know yeah. addiction and fucking some of you aren't going to make it and yeah even in the suburbs it's not too much different than that dude it's worse i think it's not too wrong. much different than that i don't know i can't compare i just know i went through the same shit in suburbs and lost a lot of fucking friends to that shit so that's yeah. uh you know being bored with nothing to fucking do leads up to you just being in a garage getting fucking blast on shit with your buddies and that's what your new existence is and listening to I- fucking nine snails <laughs> All right, everybody. We lost connection there for a bit. Don't know what happened, but um, get over it. Uh, you're, the we're way still we here. wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> we're in this together now. We sure are. I was going on a tangent about doing opioids in garages with your friends, and I was like, "Oh man, I, they, they must be really listening intently. I must be on a fucking roll right now." And literally, there's no one on the other end. <laughs> I tried I mean, to I call Mike back. <laughs> and it hung up everything, and it stopped recording. I, don't, I have no idea why I did that, but that's very strange. That's hilarious. Uh, whatever. But uh, back um, to drugs in the garages. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. It was, it was just no, was no, just no a, you're good. Yeah, just on the, it was just story. on the topic of uh, you know growing up in suburbs. Unless I was talking Jeremy too, you know, growing up in the middle of nowhere in an Iowa type yeah. of situation, do you yeah. end up just going to the straight up things? If there's nothing to do, I'm gonna go fuck get fucked up in the garage with my friends. And uh, that turns into, over time, you're going to lose a lot of friends over fucking opioids. And it's just a thing that happens. It sucks. But while jamming out Nine Chanel sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think a lot of, uh, uh, weirdly enough, a lot of bands um, that uh, we listened to at the time uh, sort of helped us, even if it wasn't about just being stuck in a small town. But I think a lot of these great bands that come out and really connect with us really uh, connect with us because they also live that same life. And I think that's a reason why for me, at least even that fucking, what am I? 38. I think I'm 38. Uh, <laughs> listening to this album. And I'm like, I'm like, I can, I remember how that felt when I was a yeah. kid and uh, on the street, I was the only white kid on the street. I didn't have any friends. Didn't get out a lot. And a lot of, you know, a lot of friends were on drugs. So, I mean, and I wanted to oh, get yeah. out and do something and yep. it didn't happen. So, yep. That's the trap, dude. It is. Uh, but let's let's jump into the fragile man. You guys want to jump into the fragile? Yeah. Yes. Title track. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's jump in. See her beauty. She 
this is another favorite of mine on this album. I mean, when I wrote the notes, like literally just love this song. I don't need to write anything else. I know it backwards and forwards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just so heavy. Um, I, this was one I requ- uh, equated to. I lost a lot of friends where I grew up to pills and just drugs in general. And, you know, like Trauma was saying earlier with opioids, it's a fucking dangerous road. I never really got into the pill scene a lot. I mean, I was more like a, a hallucinogen kind of smoking weed um molly kind of guy or whatever so to speak um i was just looking for anything to escape because i was just going through hell after my dad died so i was just trying to take whatever it it took to make me not think about that you know just let me get fucked up as possible and this song really speaks to how that can go so bad you know she's so fragile you know she shines in a world of ugliness but she doesn't see it that way and but like one of the the biggest lines he's like i won't let you fall apart and then she when he comes back to it he says he says it's too late for me so he's already like lost to it you know yeah right just really incredible lyrics really dark really sad but you know it's it it's still just such a powerful song i also felt the um the reversal too like i could see myself in this position not even as the, the female but just as the dude who's like myself like just like in in life like i try not to let myself fall apart you know and i can see myself no, for sure yeah yeah, yeah I, can, I can see myself in this too and yeah i was there too you know we, we've we've all had our bad relationships and whatnot and we try to struggle because we really want to be with that person and we try and try and try and you most likely 100 percent of the time it falls apart like this isn't the song but like i can really see myself in this song too just basically thinking about my situation yeah. yeah. I mean, he even says, you know, I was there too, you know, but I won't let you fall apart. It's like, just, yeah. you know, I, before everything else, I won't let you fall apart. I was like you. I, won't I let was you like fall you. Apart. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Very, like very you. strong. Yeah, dude. This, this song's fucking beautiful. And I love, I love the simplicity of the sound too. Just having a floor tom with a fucking uh, tambourine on top of it. And, oh, yeah. And do, do, fucking really cool. Yeah. And very cool. <laughs> so, uh, so great and just a nice baseline fucking going it's this song fucking rules there's a guitar solo in the song yes was yes. one of the oh yeah uh, oh man i worked so hard to look because i tr- always try to learn it by ear i didn't have really access to anything that i could you know look up tabs, tabs at the time yeah, or anything yeah, like that right. so i'd have to try to learn it by ear and i oh, remember yeah. distinctly I remember playing it over and over and over again oh. just trying to bat like where the fuck is this on the neck board like <laughs> <laughs> And trying to match the tone of what he's doing, which is absolutely fucking impossible, dude. Like, the tone of it is, the guitar tone, of course, is just something that's so completely out of your reach uh, on, on a fucking high school kid's budget. But it, god damn it. Exactly. <laughs> god damn it, it feels so great the to play along. The just doesn't match up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But god damn, did it feel good fucking playing along to it. And yeah, this song is just, it ends so intensely, and I was like you, and damn dude that that's I, I look back fondly on this fucking song for sure man yeah, the, the I, I i will i uh i'll build the walls we can keep them on the other side but they keep waiting like that's yeah that means yeah a lot dude. To me. he goes and picking and pick just yeah just drive the point home but there's there's a couple parts i know more of- nah nah nahs god damn it are you pulled in the background paul likes to no no no's 
Maybe that's where he pulled it from, dude. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And I mean, honestly, who would hate to be compared to the fucking Beatles? Beatles. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably not good. Tread. There's there's can... two things that are noteworthy for me in this song. Uh, the chorus, I Won't Let You Fall Apart. On the third time, I think they say the chorus, they cut like a second or two into the fucking last line. They don't let it just be a drone on fucking thing. There's like, no, let's mix it up a little bit and fuck with it. Uh, they break up the fucking rhythm like hardcore. Break like, up the like, rhythm almost hardcore. stop. Yeah. Just completely cut it and fucking go right back into it. Uh, also, uh, he has a way of like when he's talking to and whispering, which Trent Reznor seems to do the fucking lot. I actually dig it because it's like it adds to I the, dig it too, but it's funny. I, it's funny. Too, I, I agree. But it's, it's, it's very it's much like his thing too. So. It's very much his thing, but it does come off like super expressive and it fits – it makes it seem genuine. Overall like, mood. Yeah. It makes it seem genuine. And like he said, that's if I could in, fix myself, that's, why that's why he's industrial fucking beatnik, man. He's, he's the classic. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. But in a, in, in a way of like lyrically saying, if I could fix my, if I could fix myself, I'd, and then he just pauses and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, but it's too late for me. Like, that's yeah. cool. Like just stopping your fucking sentence. Like what the fuck am I talking about? Like, he's, he, it's, like he's, it's like, he's thinking about it. And he has like a fucking, like a relapse, like a, like a, like a brain fart almost. And like, yeah. Oh yeah. That, yeah. Okay. Back into it again. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. You know, it, you expected to keep that four four fill and just immediately like I will be. <laughs> You're like, all right, yeah, all yeah. Right. yeah. I, uh, we, we uh we we had the song back that we used to do. I don't have recorded it at all anymore. Uh, it's it's one of those ones that we lost in the past. But like I did this. Um, I wanted to do this thing. It was with it was me, Robert, and Martin, and uh, it was just no bass, just guitar, drums. Um, and I wanted to do like uh like a uh. What, what it would be with like a like a serial killer's like manifesto and it was oh, i just shit. we just called it talking and it was like all the it's just literally just talking through the whole fuck now i was uh-huh. <laughs> i listened to a lot of henry rollins back in the day i was like like it's my best rollins I'm fucking... making it fearless <laughs> <laughs> and my fear is i'm a loser baby <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> But this is a great, it's, it's a great track, and it means a lot to me. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Into the Fade, like Queens of Stone Age, Into the yeah. Fade, like just yes. like everything is just falling apart, like you know, just like a super emotional song, and right. um, the windows, you know, windows in the hall have no pictures in them anymore, and and this kind of like this let me die, you know, just yeah. let me die. I know, you know, I said it before, but you know, yeah. I can't say it again. So, uh, Into the Fade, yeah, that's actually that's this is very comparable to like Into the Fade. That's a that's a great fucking simile. Yeah, like, I can see that for sure, man. Yeah, <laughs> I could. That ties in super well. Ah, fuck yeah! Well, it leads us into another instrumental, uh, just oh, like you imagined. I, I brought this oh, up sorry. on one of the. Uh, I brought this up on one of the podcasts. Uh, uh, songs that make us feel good. I chose this song on one of my. I can't remember yes, which one. Yes, you did, and I think it kind of <laughs> led us down this road. By the way, more than likely, oh, yeah. yes. Uh, We're going to play Just Like You Imagined.
could be. I mean, it's close, but this could be my favorite track off the album. This and is this is my favorite on the album. That's all I wrote. It's favorite on the album. Oh, I brought. Yeah, this it's, up on it's, my own it's podcast. Even uh, yeah, even as a and I mean, Mike, you literally picked this song as like a feel good song, and I was like, fuck, man, that was such a good choice. I was like, and and it's funny that in the middle of the depression of this fucking album, you could write something that makes you feel inspired, empowered, empowered, empowered is the right fucking word. Uh, I did write on my notes that I did actually write my notes. I just looked at them. Uh, just like you imagine is the rooftop scene from the crow. <laughs> <laughs> I got him start up, dude. <laughs> there's like, there's which is funny the, because when he's, their when song he's running dead, over the rooftops, like it, I was like, I can which see is it. funny. Dead souls plays there, which is their I song. Know. So that's yes. fucking hilarious. <laughs> yes. That's fucking. Yeah. Fitting. Lost Souls. Sorry. Lost Souls. And this is Lost also kind of like a Mars Volta song. In my opinion, but. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the the actual mix. I think they used uh, specifically. Uh, they used a theremin uh, and a. Oh, he's a theremin. Nice. Yeah, and they used like trigger synths instead of like tr- to, instead of traditional guitar sounds. That's why it sounds like a fucking. I used to like lay down and listen to this and imagine video scenarios. game, versus, but like like from hell. <laughs> oh yeah, like in my head, I, I used to make up scenarios in my head listening to this fucking track, like an android coming to life, and like that's his. Oh fucking- yeah. Oh, his his man, circuits yeah. are like kicking on and you know, it's was, was like this song just fucking ruled and then all of a sudden one day i was just chilling and it's like watching fucking tv and a trailer for 300 comes on and this song starts playing i'm just like what don't wow. don't take this from me uh, this, has been, this, has been, this has been used in a few movie trailers as well too i, I can't remember them off the top of my head but i i know i've seen it a co- actually do y'all remember it was a kind of a shitty movie? It was Repo Men, but it was the Jude Law, what Jude Law, and I think Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> uh, Jude no Law, way. yeah, Forrest Whitaker, yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, and the I remember organs, being in the, the tra- organ movie where they still like the government organs and all that shit, yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. I remember yeah. seeing that that song in the trailer, and then like the second trailer had a remix of an APC song. I was like, huh, that's kind of crazy. And Danny Loner works with like both of them. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and the, the ninety, the early two thousands loved APC. These all are shit. Yeah. So the 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 timing of this song, uh, time signatures are fucking wild. They're all over yeah. the place. Uh, yes. it, it is like the the. I mean, the signature is a four fourths, but once the drums come in, then it's like ten fourths, then four four and six together to make it ten fourths, to until they meet up only ever ten. And dude, fucking brilliant to have something that has that time signature and is still palatable enough to fucking put into a movie trailer yeah and i mean you could see it as a soundtrack behind fucking pretty much any science fiction action movie you could like fit it in you know to like trailer wise and also i love like how that baseline at the beginning like you're saying with those weird times you know the do 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 yeah he brings that back at the end on the piano and that that outro is fucking gorgeous when they do that but just to move it to that kind of to the different instrument, it just sounds so cool. And, and I like how like it was, sax, sax sound too coming through there. That's fucking great. Yeah, for I hear sure. Sax. I, I, yeah, uh, Mike Garson, oh, I know, no. played with him live. Who played with David Bowie, and they met on a tour they did together. David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails. Um, the just like you imagine from the 2009. I can't remember which one it is, but that live DVD or whatever Nine Inch Nails is I, fucking incredible. I was obsessed with that fucking DVD. Oh yeah, is Bowie in there? No, Mike Garson is who played yeah. with Bowie, and that's how oh, okay, um, sorry. Nels met him on tour whenever they played with Bowie. <clears throat> okay. Years prior. Oh, how yeah. could you, man, 
Bowie would have worked perfect with Nice Nails. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> God is an American, dude. That's, I'm afraid hey, of America. Yeah, and Bowie's a chameleon. Like, I feel like that's why he's a fucking straight great, chameleon. Yeah. Um, yeah, collaborations for sure. But yeah, this is my favorite song on the album. No lyrics. Like, mm-hmm. just, just not, not stop nope. music, but it is so, it's just like, you know, empowering, strong, powerful, moving, and just incredible fucking just mm. timings and music. Yeah. And layering. It just, it's, yeah. I can't say enough about it. <laughs> it punches every spot it's supposed to fucking punch. For sure. The fucking layering of the voice. The, ah, I, oh, I love until, that part, oh, yeah. until it turns into a fucking Hello, break. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that fucking guitar is killer. It's insane. It's out of control. And the guitar, like it, it, it this for some, whatever effect he's using, it, it always reminds me of like a fucking uh, a sax. It's weird, but like yeah, it's it's awesome. It gives me goosebumps to this day, man. It's amazing. Yeah, oh it's yeah, beautiful. yeah, me too. Every time I hear that song, I'm like, yeah, this is getting fucking jammed really loud. Oh, <laughs> yes, I it loud, man. Just bursting my fucking eardrums. I uh-huh. love right. this fucking song, man. I've already got tonight, so give it to me. <laughs> Same dude, you can't make like, it any worse. Mo- fucking come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever know? Yeah. Uh, you guys, you guys know more about Nine Snails than I do. But like, you guys ever know that that Nine Snails did the fucking first soundtrack to the first Quake game? What? No, I didn't I know did that. Not. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that's. Uh, I'm gonna tell my brother. 1996, the first Quake. Uh, 1996, the first Quake. Uh, Nine Snails did the entire soundtrack for Quake. You know, it's a person yeah, who's so absolutely first obsessed. dabble into it. Yeah. Oh, there's a person who's absolutely obsessed with Nine Snails and went to two Quake Cons. I feel like I should know that, and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I was a big. I'm a big fan of Quake Two, but like I'm a. I, I lo- obviously love Quake One, but like they, whoever did the Quake Two soundtrack, they, if, if it was Nine Snails, great. But I don't think it is. But I think whoever did that was heavily influenced from that first soundtrack. But I just thought it was really rad. I just picked up some fucking shit from Wikipedia, but yeah, it was pretty fucking cool. Fuck yeah, dude! I that's a good little tidbit right there. I'm creaming right now, so we're. we're <laughs> <just telling everything laughs> oh, this is yeah, this is the bust, the nut, and then the shame after. Uh, basically, as far as the album is <laughs> concerned, is like, dude, like, back into like, like, just I'm depressed. Maybe I should beat off, and like, this song is like the actual <laughs> orgasm, and then it's back to depression, I need, and just I need like, some dopamine. Yeah. <laughs> right back to the sadness, dude. <laughs> It's like it's almost like um, uh, a funkier, groove, groovier version of like the Romeo and Juliet theme. <laughs> listen now, just, just listen to me, okay? It's very powerful. It's very cinematic, and it it really brings you up out of like uh, this sort of sadness. But it's a sad song, but it's also really yeah. groovy. And yeah, yeah, I was thinking about it today when I was driving back uh, from Galveston. I was like, this this song, it it. it it resonates with every fiber of anybody's anybody yeah. who has a fucking feeling in their heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'll make you something. feel something. It's the it's the only up like truly uplifting one on the whole album for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it'll you make know, you the, feel kind, good. And this you know this is like pretty much a little over the halfway mark on the first side, so it's like yeah. maybe the breather after all the depressing shit you just got yeah. sifted through. You know, <laughs> that was placed. <laughs> yeah, it was good placed shit. properly. Yeah. It it, it it gives me again, like I said before, it gives me Volta vibes. This is sort of like it almost sounds like a, a bunch of yeah, people jamming out that. in a fucking room, but like it's probably just like three dudes, yeah, <laughs> just jamming out. So <laughs> Alan Alan Mulder and fucking Trent Reznor just chilling in the studio, hitting fucking pads and pads, yeah, pad- <laughs> pads. <laughs> <laughs> I totally can Dude. see it. 
<laughs> that's killer though. But yeah, that, it, it would that, surprise me. <laughs> that's what makes it even cooler. It's just like, wow, yeah. these guys, it's like, um, uh, I'll, I'll go on one tangent real quick, but like, uh, and it's a weird tangent, but guys remember that band filter back in the day? Of course. Oh yeah. 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 And that, that first album, it did a short bus. Yeah. Yeah. Nice shot, man. But I remember that 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 first album, which was it's a classic to me. I mean, I I think everybody kind of has forgotten about Short Bus, but like I forget it. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's a great. But like I uh, people don't rem- people forget that like it was only two dudes in the band. Uh, one dude sang, one dude played drums, other dude played bass and guitar. It wasn't a full band. It was just two dudes in uh, in a recording studio record that it recorded like four, like twelve tracks, and like like they made the band, and then they found and when they got the hit from one shot man then they recruited people to come with them to go on tour because that was such a big hit right but like right people forget about like some you know you have these awesome people like trent Reznor who can find another awesome person who can do can just be as just masterful as him and or just this incredible artist and just going into his studio and just make an entire fucking incredible album yeah yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. The, this was basically recorded by Trent himself. There's only a couple, couple other people that have credits on it. And then, yeah. you know, it's kind of funny about Filter, though. The next hit they had was the, you want to take my picture. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. So, like, awful, that's yeah. how everybody it's remembers awful. them now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> that's when they got, like, one queefy song. They got, they got song, with, like, Lesher it. Records and shit, and they just fucking fell apart big time. But that, that, for, that Short Bus album was a good fucking album, though. But, I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Agreed. All right, let's let's get into uh, even deeper. Even deeper. Here for deeper. track on the album oh nice. fuck yeah man yeah, it's, it's yeah. a great fucking choice man like oh. Tron, love like this song yeah it's incredible uh the the weird like that keyboard breakdown that oh. like uh, all that stuff just like connects with me so hard the lyrics connect to me big time man um uh the way trent sings the song uh the music is just like it's weird like like Going back and listening to songs, uh, listening to uh, songs or bands or whatever from like the early nine or the mid nineties, late nineties, um, that are like this, you think that especially with like with like uh, mixers and digital and sort of like uh, you know remix drums and shit, you don't think they always hold up, but man, this oh. shit holds up. 
It does. Well, I, I feel like he he re- reinvented his sound instead of from like the punchy, almost kind of abrasive um, drum beats that he had on the first album, which are still good. Don't get me wrong. There's still oh, good yeah, songs yeah. on there. Um, yeah, it's it's much more rhythmic and melodic and kind of just but but still still heavy as fuck, you know. Man. Yeah, yeah he now, whispers oh, a lot of the song, which is fucking crazy. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and it I still agree. sounds beautiful in every sort of way like uh mike used the word haunting and i think that's a perfect fucking word to describe Ooh. a lot of this song uh yeah the the vi- the use of the violins is fucking oh i love super the violins well done, but... dude uh they, it just it, it flows like stranded in the oceans almost what fucking this song feels like to me it always has right i don't know why but it reminds me of I can, it, yeah, it, it, that's interesting yeah it, th- those those uh those violin or or, or keyboard pro- uh, program the violin sounds on the keyboard whatever it is mm-hmm. uh reminds me of like uh kaleidoscope transitions from like the song ah. to a different part and right. it's just it's almost like watching like um uh like into the void or whatever, like with like weird, like this uh, uh, ethereal uh, kind of yeah. otherworldly kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this, great, this, like, this hip, song is hypnotic transition to like the next part of the track, and it's like, like Mike has said before, this this album just like it transcends, like it, like it, everything mixes in perfectly with each other. Like it is, yeah, absolutely. It's so it's built together as a whole. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, lyrically, it's great too. The sometimes I have everything, yet I wish I felt something. He's he's talking from a point of absolute fucking despair, dude. Like this is like an experience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that it is. He's he's clearly coming from a place of fucking just desolation, man. It's yeah. oh amazing. yeah. I mean, it's it's like you know. Uh, do you know how far this has gone? Question mark. Do you know how damaged I've become? When I think I can overcome. It runs even deeper. And it's like, man, I remember how uh-huh. fucked up I was. Back I, know, well, I can't come. I've gone too far. I can't come back. I stayed on this track, lost my way, can't come back. And this is another one that has uh, Danny Loner as a credit on there, too. Oh, Danny Loner, that motherfucker, man. But I love yeah, that badass. I love that line. Sometimes I have everything, yet I wish I felt something. Yeah. Man. Incredible. <laughs> it'd be pretty yeah, so powerful. powerful. Yeah. <laughs> so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. I, uh, Besides the other track um, uh, we just listened to, this is my my favorite track. Um. Yeah, this I mean the way the way it goes out, uh, I think God damn, what was the name? Uh, where Wish was on it, they had a DVD of their tour, uh, just like you imagined or something to that extent. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. I think this was on it, and the when it goes into the I'm straight, I won't crack on my way, and I can't turn back. I'm okay. I'm on track. And he keeps going on and on with that. That lasted for like 10 fucking solid minutes on the outro <laughs> before it went into the inevitable because they knew like that sweet violin playing with him whispering that because what's coming yeah. next is a fucking like barrage of sound. <laughs> and I had to mention it's, real it's fast. Like a, more, it's, there's more fucking na na nas in this song too. There are. <laughs> there, there are, are more there. na na nas. <laughs> Uh, there's it's like that track on the uh, uh, is a Queen of Stone Age album. It's the uh, I think it's um, uh, uh, not rated. I think actually it might be rated R. Um, that last track where it's, it's fucking awesome, but like uh, it goes on for like ever. It, it transitions into like orchestra. Yes, and it goes on forever, yes. man. Yes, 
And it's just like Mars Volta does that sometimes too. Oh, they sometimes are they are known it, to do that. Yeah. Sometimes it works for them too, but sometimes you're like, God damn it, four and a half minutes of birds whistling <laughs> and ethereal <laughs> guitars and shit. <laughs> but then they come in with the grooves. <laughs> yeah, they will come bring it to you. <laughs> this is, uh, well, this is an uh, awesome fucking track though. I love yeah. the song so much. It's a great it, it really speaks to me personally big time. So yeah. Same, dude. I fucking love this track. It's super good. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm, I'm like listening back to this track. I've realized how better I have become as a person. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, From this point on, dude. Yeah, it <laughs> well, really changed me. Yeah, pretty sick, dude. And I gotta thank both you guys for mentioning this through this fucking album because there's some stuff in here. I'm like, man. <laughs> I think I said it before in this episode, but like. I wish I had this back when I was a kid because I think it would have helped me out a lot. And I didn't have it. <laughs> and I got it. Oh, so, that's beautiful, man. I'm sorry it really came cool. so late in life, but yeah. No, it's cool. I think it's yeah, really man. great. Better I late think than it's, never. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm with Mike. Yeah, I, I think it's better late than never. It's like I listened to this thing. Uh, I've been listening to this thing while I've been running. And, man, I'm just like, man, this thing is runs way deep in the fucking veins, man. Like, I wish yeah. I would have. I wish I would have heard this shit because this it would have changed my life big time. And right. now I'm 38. I'm like, it's still changing my life now. It's my first time that's, listening yeah, to dude, it. Yeah, that's, that's sick. That, that's fucking that's sick. good that you got to it and just goes to show how fucking incredible of an album it is. This right. many years I later agree. still being just as impactful. It yeah. is so impactful, man. But <sighs> deep, like, this thing is truly like, like never has a, a, a name of a song mean as much as this song. Even deeper, like it. it true to its words yeah that's what it means and those lyrics yep. man they couldn't get any more fucking deeper listen mm -hmm. to this fucking song i agree so, for sure thank you guys again a lot but we'll, of course we brother more, we have more songs but like i just want to guys i want to tell you guys like like for real like like when i heard this for the first time i, I couldn't wait to tell both of you so i just kind of sneaked in mike like <laughs> mike uh don't tell trump like this is a fucking banger, but I needed this thing like <laughs> 30 years ago, man. I need to hear this track yeah, I'm so ago. happy to fucking hear that, dude. That makes me I so needed happy. It. Yeah, man. Uh, I've always wondered for me, because I, I would I would love to have somebody. This is like a perfect snare for me. I just love to have somebody that's, you know, got a good critical ear for music that, you know, not having experienced this, then seeing how much of it, again, to me is a nostalgic feeling. Or, you know, this album helped me through a lot of shit and it's just fucking strong to right. see how somebody would react to it later in life. Looking right. back at it, it's uh, it's so comforting to hear that. Yeah, it actually does fucking roll. It's an, it's an incredible. <laughs> this, this whole this whole experiment has been in, incredible to me. Like I, like, I, I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to jam to this full fucking like 20 track album and I've never heard it before. And I know that my, my dudes love it. And I start I, I, I you know, start running push play i downloaded them on itunes and i'm, I'm listening to that first track and i'm like and i'm this crying is... and i'm running and i'm crying <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just like this thing is fucking my jam this yes. is my album yeah. man. and wait, i think the only thing i had uh uh was glass jaw glass was the first band it was like oh, man this is how i feel about oh, definitely a lot like, of things. yeah just a visceral <laughs> strong emotions behind it for yeah. sure yeah but then, but this came, you guys showed me this thing, and this thing it literally changed my life. So I love you. that, dude. That's fucking great to hear. I love that, dude. I love you guys. 
we're gonna jump into another awesome instrumental in my opinion pilgrimage yeah oh, oh man this is like their dire von satan opening i love it <laughs> oh my god dude i've got some right. cool little information on this one. Oh, cool cool all right let's jump into it This one really feels like the Dyer Von Satan vibes. It's very scary, but mechanically driven. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just oh, like yeah. uh, Dyer Von Satan has that weird driving fucking crazy beat behind it. And here's another one, Tron, and three-fourth um, time signature. Oh, yeah. And a, a, there's, so the Buddha Boys Choir credited for the background tra- chants on this track. And um, what? Uh, he commented on this <clears throat> in a Rolling Stone article about its arrangement it shouldn't have taken place Reznor said the track was done but at the end I said that's such a bizarre theme what would it sound like playing by a marching band going down the street so a week later uh and he nods in the direction of one of the studio's kingside Macintosh computers there's a band marching through the song it's all on synthesizer New Orleans of course is full of marching bands it would have been easier to get a band than it was to do it the way I did it (laughs) just fucking crazy <laughs> the mar- the marching band part to me of this song oh. has always come off as like Nazi uh like Nazi oh, yes. it always felt to me that oh, he totally found, dude he found a clip of Nazi footage because that horn that I don't know is it a bugle horn or what it's a war horn that's being used at right. and that that whole it's, thing it's is just the like, stomping though the yeah and the stomping and the <laughs> Yeah. That, that's what yeah. Diane Von Satan. I mean, the first time I heard heard Diane Von Satan, I was like in the tenth grade, and I was, you know, like just like, holy fuck, man, this sounds terrifying. And then I look up that the lyrics are like the recipe for a German cake. I was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Classic. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> but yeah, this this uh, this instrumental song to me is just fucking rules, dude. It's another song oh, yeah. that's just it, it's. I mean, it's nothing really. This isn't. You know, mind-breakingly fucking difficult what he's doing here, but it just sounds super artistic and well carried out the way he's doing it. Because he's just keeping the same 10-second loop and then fucking changing something slightly about it every fucking 10 seconds. But he's doing it in such a fucking artistic way that it's so enjoyable to listen to. 
I agree, Neil, that, that drop out with the bass coming into and it, which I think it just kind of contributes to the uh, the uh, uh, Reznor's sort of play of uh, uh, his sort of play on his psyche. Like yeah. things are going di- deeper, deeper, losing sort of track of fucking sensibility and, and reality. I think it fits. It's out of place uh, in in what seems like it's happening, but in the in the terms of this album, out of place fits with what this well, is. Yeah. Honestly, I think it works this, super well. The song is called Pilgrimage. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, I could think. I, I'm probably thinking about too much. I'm probably thinking too deep about this, but like it could be the pilgrimage, pilgrimage uh, across the river sticks with fucking Sharon playing with the boat across the <laughs> river sticks. Sharon was the the skeleton man that you give the coin to, and you go across river sticks to the land oh. of the dead. Yeah, and I'm like, like, like it's it's it could be a play on that. I could be thinking about it too much, but huh. I don't know. I don't know Trim Rester, so I've never talked <laughs> about it. But but like it's a pilgrimage, a pilgrimage into either insanity or reality and getting better. But I have really no idea. Who but, knows, man? Who knows the fucking yeah, intent? Sure. But yeah, sick fucking instrumental. Yet another one, and. uh it leads into a non-instrumental song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a yes, very non-instrumental no, song. Oh, no, you don't. Very not. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Yeah, it's his no, next song. You no, don't. you didn't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking guys. Okay. Let's listen, <laughs> let's listen to this fucking song called No, You Don't. Let's get into it. <laughs> Smiling in their faces While filling up the favorite track off the record not that any of them are bad the music behind this is fucking amazing but uh bike brought up a pretty good point while we were on break and said uh this could very much be marilyn manson influence dude there's nasally vocals uh, smiling in the faces yeah, just, just kind of different <laughs> delivery style too yeah and it, it yeah it's, 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 it's something I, I'm less desirable I, i'm like i'm not really into it yeah i still love it <laughs> I, I mean, I like I like it too, but I'm not, like, I know, but again, I think it's because it, I think it was because it was surrounded by so much good. But I feel like if this track was isolated by itself and I didn't know the context of the album, and I just listened to it by itself, I would be like, this is an okay song. Yeah, and it gives, like I said, it gives me more downward spiral um, vibes. Yeah, and I don't like that album as much as this one, you know, at all. 
Yeah, I could 100% see that. You're like saying the song comes on after fucking March of the Pigs, and then it would it would fit right in. And he's grown right. musically so much from that release to this one that it feels like the song is unnecessary on this album. But again, I'm still it's infatuated still good, with I like it the because music, yeah, I like the I like the lyrics. Yeah, I like the lyrics too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smiling in the faces. <laughs> it definitely is the one I don't like. At. It's not the one I, I really kind of go back to to listen often. Look, you know I'm, I mean? I'm just saying it's my child I love the least, dude. It's still my yeah. boy. Oh, sure. Exactly. Yeah. Wait, he's, he's still, still my, my boy. He's still my boy. Yeah, he's still <laughs> my son. He's my just boy. the one I love. He's <laughs> my boy. He's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> he's always going to be my child. But this one was, uh, it was a dog baby, dude. <laughs> yeah, not my favorite, but um still I still like it. But um yeah, it's just one of the ones I was like, I yeah, that's not, definitely not my jam jam, but like but you know, it's a, a band full of it's a song, it's a well, it's an album full of bangers and you know, hey, it's one that's maybe not as good, but it's still good enough. So right. it it I'm is good it. enough. Uh I do like the end of it and how intense it starts building. The guitar starts getting loud as fuck. Yeah, it does get which is no, you don't. Just until it intensifies to the point that it's. It feels like it's breaking a PA system somewhere. <laughs> like yeah, and then like, the, the speaker's blown out, man. Yeah, and then it stops, and then we get well, La Mer, which is a fucking mm. oh god, such a gorgeous fucking song. Can I talk? I got on to hear song? this one live one time. Yeah, of course. I, I did too. Can I talk on the song before we go into it? Sure. Uh, I, I'll actually we'll talk about the song after, but I want to I want to give a quote on Reznor about where Lemare started, uh, and to him, I, every time I've ever heard Lemare, and I knew this because I saw an interview of him talking about it, and I wish I could fucking find it, and I've been able to. But he's always considered this to be the most depressing song he's ever written, and for the reason right. that's he told about. It. Yeah, yeah, and I don't blame him. He said, so about 10 years ago or so, I locked myself away in a house on the ocean, and I tried to dot, dot, dot. I said I was trying to write some music, some of which wound up on the fragile, but what I was really trying to do was kill myself. And the whole time I was away by myself, I managed to write one song, which is this song. So when I play it, I feel pretty weird about it because it takes me back to a pretty dark and awful time in my life. And to think how different things are now, I'm still alive, I haven't died yet, and I'm afraid to go back to that place because it feels haunting to me. But I'm right. going to go back. Yeah. I'm going to get married then to his wife there. So, yeah. Dude, I, fucking... I, I, I feel that pain. Cool. And a song that's like that beautiful was like the thing that's... La Mer is French for the ocean. And I, 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 I wish I could be in that place. right? I, a I fly couldn't... on the wall of that house that he yeah. was in. Well, the ocean. I mean, just like just the, the, the fact that like, you know... Um, you know, I, I, I did a, that documentary, a little audio documentary with, uh, I told you guys about. And, um, you know, we talk about some of the songs on there we did. And um, some really personal songs on there. And there was a lot of great energy there and a lot of, like, personal feelings. And uh, that might not mean, like, anything to anybody else, but it meant a lot to us. But, like, I, I have never felt the, the, that that sort of, like, crushing, like, depression. I can't go back this again. I'm, I yeah. can't do this anymore. It's, it, it, yeah. it, well, there's a couple of songs that we can't. I'm like, I can't do this shit anymore. It's, it's a couple of songs, but like the, a song that meant so much to me that I can't do it again. Mm. And I, I have trouble recording it. Like I, I've never been there uh, because I was, I, I was too stupid and too young back in the day. I just 
loved i just wanted to do it and i get get all the shit off my chest but like now could never go back and do that stuff but but it's never like what Reznor says it's Reznor said well, he also says it a lot better than i could <laughs> but yeah it's that's a brutal brutal fucking feeling to to be like mm-hmm. that isolated and like so in the mirror like marinating in that fuck those feelings and just it's like awful. I, I can't be there and do that stuff it's awful it's, it's, yeah, it's heavy, man. Let, let's give it a listen and then talk about yeah. it because I got some shit to say. Sure, on yeah, yeah. Let's listen to the Lamar. I mean, like Tron already said, it means the sea. It's it's one of the the most depressing songs, but the end of it kind of has an uplifting swing to it to me I for agree. some reason. Yeah. Um, and you know, obviously, Tron, you're reading about the story. Like, yeah, I mean, that's just fucking heavy. That <laughs> going through suicide and dealing with those thoughts. Like, I could see why you never want to play that live. <laughs> and I got to see it live one time. It was incredible. Um, but and the lyrics are like in Creole French. Oh. And um, oh. so I'm not I'm not even going to attempt to write what the the, the or I'm not going to attempt to say the Creole version, but the English translation is. And when the day arrives, I'll become the sky and I'll become the sea and the sea will come to kiss me for I am going home. Nothing can stop me now. And it's one of uh, multiple or I think three or four songs where you also, uh, and it delivered me from my quail. Which is what? Yeah, it's huh? a part what? of it. This part of the transition is also um, the and the sea has been, the sea has had kissed me and delivered me from my quail. Nothing can stop me now. What the hell? That doesn't seem like it fits in there at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, and and there is uh, a day, day pound the sky, yeah. the pound the sea. Yeah, it's, it's all there. And the sea had kissed me and it delivered me from my quail. That's Q U A L A I L, and nothing can stop me now. Yeah, there's an alternative, more literal translation of the lyrics. What? Oh, is okay. It, uh, no, no, I mean, I'm just reading off that wiki or whatever. I just found this shit. I, uh, watched the day I, just, read, I just read a transition. <laughs> Translation. When day or, uh. Right. Uh, when the day arrives, I'll return to the sky and I'll return to the sea and the sea will embrace me and deliver me home. Nothing can stop me now. <clears throat> and I've got to say, uh, the, the lyrics themselves of nothing can stop me now because I don't care anymore are some of the most empowering fucking lyrics that have ever existed, dude. Yeah, and, and you hear those in uh, several of his songs. A lot of his songs. That line, yeah. Because it's it's literally I've become fucking 
like literally nothing can slow me down from doing whatever the fuck you like. That is that is like the once you stop giving a shit about other people's opinions of you, you can become whatever the fuck you want to really be inside. Sure. And, and that I think, I, I think, I think a part of awesome. that too is it's reincarnation of oneself. I think he's kind oh, of yeah. like becoming a new person and like yeah, like you guys said before, like who, who gives a shit who, who thinks about me? I wouldn't think about myself. I'm, I'm trying to make myself better. And right. oh, I, I think honestly, he died in that fucking house, dude. Like that that part of his ego fucking died in that house. Right. It was a suicide of that, and his new, this no new doubt. beast has emerged, and that that is who they can't stop, dude. And then I love that how like, and I'm not trying to jump ahead, but I love that it leads into the gray below and how the lyrics oh. are having to do with the ocean and everything like that. Like it's just so oh. such a, a fitting bookend to the first half. Like it's like goddamn, that's yeah. just incredible writing to me. Like I love shit like that, man. Just, Same. It's, it's just, I, just incredible. I used to uh, for Lemaire. When I first learned how to use Fruity Loops and a cakewalk and a little bit of like some bullshit fucking software and I was able to hook up MIDI for a piano, I remember specifically having it play in the background and learning how to play just the simple stupid piano chords. And I probably don't know them anymore, but it's literally dun, 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 dun. That's literally the only thing that's being done. Yeah. That's the only thing that's done. But boy, does it sound great if you're like, hey, let me show you something I can play. And you're playing that and then have the actual track playing in the background and you're doing dog shit like on the front end of like, hey, the simplest, mechanically simplest part a person can play and showing off to your friends like, dude, come check this out. And then literally have that play in the background and just be like, yeah, dude. But like I didn't write too. a single part of this, and most people don't know what the song is or have ever heard it. And they're just like, dude, that's fucking awesome. I'm like, yeah, it's Nine Schnells, man. I'm just, I just, you know, I'm like Trent Reznor now, just, you know, nailing out the keys. It does sound like a piano that's rolled down the stairs of fucking Fitzgerald's. Uh, <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> it's seen better days. Yeah. R.I.P., dude. But yeah, <laughs> fucking great song. Yeah, great very, song. Just. Yeah, just a beautiful man. But like with, with the context behind it, it's just like, God damn. Oh. Now you now you feel a different side of it. And, and I think intentionally in the in the, the the piano being off key a little bit too, it, it makes it even better. I agree. Right. I agree. It's that dissonance, man. And it leading into the great below, I think was a very well intentional lineup. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It's it's brilliant. It's it's all well planned out and um yeah, I I don't think there's um there are there are there are albums that are hard pressed to become close to it. So, oh, this is one of them, dude. Oh yeah, I agree. Well, we got one. We got last one here. Uh, we got um the way uh the way out is through, which I well no we not the last one. Sorry, the great below. One, yeah, we have the great below. But that but that's the end of this. We're gonna do a part two to this thing. So we're doing yes, the great below next. Right um, yeah, which is a great title for a song but yeah yeah we're gonna agree below right now anything at any price all of this for you all the spoils of a wasted life all of this for you
yeah to me this is like the darkest and the creepiest on the album with like Tron, you're saying during the break, the little haunt. It does. I, I. It sounds like some kind of a mandolin or some some kind of guitar. Maybe Spanish classical, which is that plucking on top of yeah, with that's, that plucking on top of the very was. atmospheric, like creep, uh, creepy sound behind it, man. And the lyrics are just dark as fuck. We went from Lemire the Sea to now the Great Below, so you're fucking sinking, like you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, what it just sounds to me, it sounds like an old fucking fifties fucking horror show on radio. Oh yeah, it's actually <laughs> That's my opinion, terrifying. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, uh, I think this is the creepiest song. Flawless transition from Lemaire. Uh, it, it, it fits perfectly. It's definitely intentional. There's no way it wasn't. Uh, the first lyrics of this song being "Staring at the sea, will she come?" Is there hope for me after all said and done? Uh, it, it's wow. man, like every every lyric in this song, I think are the best written probably in this album. Uh, the sound of it just sounds daunting and fucking like oh yeah dude like ah man it's, it's just got like, some yeah. of my uh, go ahead sorry oh no no go ahead buddy it's got some of my favorite lyrics uh ocean pulls me close whispers in my ear the destiny i've chose all becoming clear the currents have their say the time is drawing near washes me away makes me disappear i descend from grace and arms of undertow i will take my place in the great below i can still feel you even so far away like jesus christ at the, hey. at the peak of my depression yeah. that was like the mother that's like a oh. gut punch and but it's a beautiful song it's cathartic too as well like i it's yeah. as terrifying as it is gorgeous. He his voice breaks so hard during that part too. I think that that yeah. is a like he's feeling every bit of that what he's singing. It's not it's not like a fucking it, it wasn't this written out truth. like a thing. This is real, dude. It it is a hundred percent real. There's no way it's not. Just nobody can no. fake this well. <laughs> yeah, I, I, actors can't fake this well, dude. It's not. There's some truth to what he's saying. And the way the and the oh man, it's at the end of the song. It's just it's a perfect end to the first side of the album. I mean, absolutely. And to me, this is a ten out of ten. This is a side. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't care for, I forget what the name of the song was. Just a couple the the Manson esque one we were talking about. You don't as much to me. This is still like you know a nine point five out of ten. You know, this could be its album by itself just with these twelve songs. You know, it didn't need need the other half. It didn't yeah. need the other uh, half, and the other like, half is fucking it. amazing. Exactly. How, how do you top it? Well, Trent's like, I'll fucking show you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you sit yeah. right or down, least, I'll show you how. At least at the same level. Yeah. Well, I, I also think that uh, uh, Reznor's really great at uh, bringing, mem- bringing memory into it. Like, he remembers everything. And every feeling from the past, or even right now in that moment. And uh, I think it's what also makes him very a powerful mu- uh, musician. And this song is very powerful because it, it, all the memories, the dreams that he might have had, and the futures that he c- he could have had at some point, it's all here in this song. Mm-hmm. And it's a perfect uh, 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 transition into the next part of the album, in my opinion. Yeah, man. yeah, I feel you. It's it's incredible. It's it's well done. It's why it's one of my favorite albums of all time. I'm so glad we finally got to this point where we can discuss it. And I can't fucking wait to do this again next week. For Christ's oh, sakes, man, I cannot too, man. wait. Oh, dude, that's gonna bang. <clears throat> it's gonna bang. Yeah, that I can still feel you even so far away is his moving on. I I, I think yeah. so onto the right side of the disc, and that's gonna be something that we're going to. That's a whole other beast, a whole other vibe, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, first song is called Into the Void. So, I mean, <laughs> there's a transition <laughs> From there. From the great so. below to Into the Void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to get into it for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the first side, the left side of arguably one of my favorite albums of all time. And I hope everybody out there is enjoying this shit as much as I am because I'm so glad we finally got to the point where we're talking about this shit, man. It's been, it's been a while, and I'm. it's just a perfect bookend to after seeing No Country for Old, old Men, that very bleakness mm. behind it. You know, it kind of just yes. was it felt yes. like a right tie-in to go into. Yeah, I completely agree. Very fitting. Very fitting, dude. And it makes it, 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 all of it makes perfect sense, man. I really, again, I appreciate you guys uh, bringing this album up and uh, us covering it. Um, I, I would never have uh, got the chance to really focus in, like laser focus, and listening to this album. And I'm so glad I got the chance to. And now it's one of my favorite albums of all time. So hell yeah, man! Oh, fuck yeah, brother! Welcome on board. <laughs> it took long enough, right? Uh, that's <laughs> I mean, all right, Jesus man. Christ. You're here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, um, maybe else to say before we jump off here, guys. Uh, not just that this is one of my favorite fucking albums of all time. I uh, can't wait to do right. Um, right sides, uh, super fun. It's just a different vibe completely. But go if you guys have not listened to this album, just what the fuck are you doing, man? Just get out there yeah. and get it. Get, get out it. there, and get it. Just listen to it from start to back. Get it. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Man. I, I agree with these guys hundred percent. And uh, yeah, listen from a dude who. Basically has this, I'm on the same wavelength as these guys here, who never listened to this fucking album before, who liked who really liked Nine Inch Nails. I got this album, it's incredible. It'll change your life. At least it changed. It, well, it changed my life. It's so weird, like a, a band, an album that, that's what you guys said it before, like 20 years old, almost 25 almost years 20, old. Yeah, it came out yeah. in '99. Came out in '99. Like the fact that I can jump into back, jump back into this, and like this absolutely submerse myself in this and like it can change my life again and where my life is really great but like i remember all these things and i just changes your life again and uh, boy helped in some heavy times man it did for for me at least but yeah that's uh fucking great album so that's i'll leave it at that i can't wait to do part two next week man hell yeah can't, can't wait to do it so uh you guys go out hey Go on fucking YouTube, whatever. I'm sure there's fucking albums on YouTube. If you guys, the the, the broke folks out there, like we all are, uh, you can go on YouTube and, and listen to this whole album. I'm, I guarantee you it's it's definitely out there. So uh, check it out. Listen to it. Put it in your brain. We'll talk to you guys next time. Don't be a piece of shit. And uh, we'll talk to you later.